evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of The Sea Report, coming to you live on Twitch via Q&A Holes podcast. I am your host, Mr. C, and it is great to be here with you guys again tonight. Um, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for those of you who will be joining us. Uh, there's no one live with us on Twitch yet, but they will be tr- trickling in, I'm sure. Um, okay, so um, uh, we're back for another report. Now, we just wrapped up yesterday um uh yesterday's report uh hot on the heels of um our stance on covid and what we're taking and what we're seeing in regards to covid19 right now in the united states of america the way the american general public is taking it and they're taking it quite well they're taking it like a champ um but basically it's time for them to stop it and to uh, uh, stand up for themselves and take off their masks. It is time, America, for us to take off our masks. And so tonight um, we are going to uh, do a little wrap-up, not a wrap smear, but a little wrap-up on um, yesterday's COVID story um, with a little bit of more information uh, in regards to... Um, in regards to... Uh, the lack of sense um, and common sense, really, when it comes to what we're dealing with this vaccine, these vaccine mandates, these vaccine passports, because there are so many angles that people are looking at with this one, uh, this one area in general. Um, and the, the, all of these points are valid, um, especially if you are a true patriotic American, you know, red-blooded and, um, and bleeding you know that it is our right and it is indeed our duty to provide the question to those who deem themselves our governors or the proper authorities. It is our duty to question, especially in the face of bogus science and especially in the face of downright lies and gaslighting that the media is doing to an to make sure that the population remains in the vice grip of control that has led to the persecution of those who stand up and decide we're not going to put up with this craziness anymore. We're not going to put up with these masks anymore. We're not going to put up with social distancing anymore. We're not going to put up with closing down our business. We're not going to put up with not being able to see our loved ones on their deathbeds because of a fake shamdemic that was planned by these people in order, in order to reach their their end goal, their means, whatever that is, and we all have ideas of what that is, we're not going to cloud their actions with the speculation of the end game just at the moment. But what we will say is, for what has gone on, it is enough, and it is time to take off our masks and tell these people that they can no longer hold us under this oppression and this now very present threat of discrimination. Okay, so we're going to wrap that up, guys. Um, and then we are also going to, uh, at the end of the report, um, and we, I'm, I am going to try and keep it down to an hour tonight, guys. Um, but um, I am going to, like I said, we're going to finish up on some Corona stuff, just some last minute things I want to throw in. And then we're also going to talk about an article that I thought was very important. I haven't seen, two, actually, I haven't seen anyone really cover this topic, uh, cover this story. Um, and this story is not 100% fresh. It's, it's, it's old by a few, almost a month now, 
but it was out there. And when it came across my desk, it struck me. And I really thought that, hey, this might be a story worth sharing, especially when we're talking about how people like me and you, who um, might happen to follow this great man um, who has led our country or at least opened the eyes of many to get us onto the road to, to, to correct, course correct and save America. Right. People like you, me and you who who agree with the values that this man represented, because after all, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Are we not supposed to follow? Follow the leaders who represent our values and not those who represent a collective party and ideals that those, uh, you know, parties try to uh, enforce and encroach on us. Well, that's the idea. So what is it that people have said now? Because one of the main things in the at the end of all of this, at the end of, of Trump's four years and single term, optically speaking, We've seen, um, we've seen, a, and we're all talking about it, how the media since, you know, prior to um, Election Day 2020 uh, were demonizing the QAnon movement, and they are still doing it. And now let's separate Q and Anon real quick, because obviously Q was its own thing. We know this, preaching to the choir, right? Q and its representation, whatever it is, whatever that was, even if that was a PSYOP, Right. Even if that was a psyop and then the anons, which would be, I guess, those who follow Q or those who uh, decode the Q messages, the anons, the faceless keyboard warrior patriots of America who stepped up with their memes, stepped up with their information, stepped up with the links to the articles, stepped up with the links to uh, stepped up with the whistleblowers, stepped up with with the leaked and and um, uh, sometimes uh, information that was um uh, fished out of accounts, like all of these people who put the dots together, whatever means that they took to get there, whether they were counting the stars or counting the alphabet or whether they were just analyzing the news and putting it together with the posts that Q, whatever that entity, what entity was provided, we were able in this whole aggregate to synthesize, analyze, process this picture that showed us, this picture that showed us some of the very dark natures and the very dark dealings that people in power, people with money, people in politics, people in entertainment, business, whatever, are connected to. And because whatever the entity of Q is that these anonymous citizens of the world were able to find this information and this information, well, you know what they say, there's no such thing as coincidences, um, this information led to more often than not uh, the uh, end result verifying the conspiracy theories that those who existed way before Q and way before QAnon and way before Anonymous were already talking about. As an example, Epstein Island, Lolita Express. These are examples. And what do we have here? Human trafficking child sex trafficking, things that uh, the media giants are censoring for, things that they're actively ensuring there's no conversation on, things that they're distracting us from. Now, the Q, whatever entity that was, helped us find that truth. And in finding that truth, we were able to shine a light on it that literally, literally, literally bleached that corner out to America, 
to the world to where now if you're following the right people, you're seeing they're still busting the child sex trafficking rings. You're seeing until Biden opened the borders, human trafficking on the south border was down over 90 percent. You're seeing all of these things, and now you're seeing the reverse in a, in a span of a, such a crunch short of time. But now I find this article. I find this article that no one is talking about. Because the one thing that the mainstream legacy media used to demonize the patriots who awoken to Q was the fact that it is a conspiracy theory that our world is being run by a bunch of satanic believing, Satan worshiping in whatever form this guy takes, Satan I mean, whatever name he assumes, and they abort or sacrifice or do things with children. Now, this became a narrative that the media was like, oh, no, 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 no. You absolutely have to get on board and tell the world that there's no such thing as a satanic cult of people who drink babies' bloods that run our cultures. Now, tonight's report on the satanic temple, which is suing the state of Texas for the right to abort babies as a sacrament, as a religious right, um, for their beliefs, to have the freedom to do that. Okay, so we're going to take a look at that. And now I know this is not going to draw the conclusion that a politician equals a, a Satanist or a celebrity equals a Satanist. But what it will show is that this religion in particular does believe in a human sacrifice, does believe that it requires the death of a human being in order to validate the Satanist who is performing the ritual. And that, my friends, goes a long way towards showing you that this type of activity, not just the human child sex trafficking, but this ritualistic satanic abuse does occur. And we have it in their own words written in legal documents. And we'll look at that at the end of the show. So stick around. Now, first things first, because Trump does lead at the Sea Report, we are going to share with you guys uh, Donald, President Donald Trump's first in-person sit-down interview. It happened um, last night with his uh, daughter-in-law, um, Laura Trump, on her program, The Right View. <laughs> and um, hey, 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 it's, it's, it's going to be really hard probably to get Donald Trump to do an interview even though right now I'm sure he would take it just to rub it in the faces of the legacy media. Mia, mia, mia. You might have tried to cancel me. Mia, mia, mia. You might not like my pretty shiny face here, this million dollar grin and this ugly mug, but I'm still going to get on your networks just to piss you off, right? Well, he's, uh, he's done his first sit down and even Laura Trump said herself she had to call in a favor to get her father-in-law on the program and we're glad she did. So let's go ahead and turn to that now. Um, we'll uh, sit through the interview and uh, maybe one other Trumpism before we get into some COVID stuff. And then we'll get to the story on the Satanic Temple suing the state of Texas. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and get our eyes. Now, the funny thing, not so funny thing, actually, the thing that we could have come to expect is that this interview was taken down quite immediately on many places, um, up until this afternoon, it was only available on Rumble. 
And then uh, this one uh, snuck onto the feeds in YouTube. I'm surprised it has not been taken down because on Facebook and uh, Twitter and stuff like that, this uh, interview is non-existent. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's cross fingers that the gods of uh, America will allow us to hear our president, President Donald Trump. <laughs> We're crossing our fingers, America. <laughs> Hold on. We are crossing our fingers, America. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Right View. I'm Laura Trump, and I am so honored to have a very special guest with me this evening. He really needs no introduction, but 75 million of you out there voted for him. You've been dying to hear from him. So here with me this evening, I'm honored to have our 45th president of the United States, my father-in-law, President Donald J. Trump. Well, I just want to start by asking you the question that I get asked the most. Everyone wants to hear, how are you doing? How has it been down here? Well, it's been great. It's Florida. It's a beautiful state. It's a well-run state. We had a tremendous election result in Florida, as you know, despite millions and millions of dollars being spent against us. And we had a a big victory, I guess, unprecedented victory. And uh, as we did in many states, and we should have had in all states, but I guess that's still, in my opinion, being looked at by a lot of people. It was uh, disgraceful what happened. That was a third world country voting system. Uh, And it's, uh, it's a shame. It's an absolute shame, but it's being looked at by a lot of different people. But we had a fantastic uh, election, you know, and I say I ran twice and we did better the second time by a lot, by 12 million votes. And uh, so, but I love Florida. It's a, it's just a spectacular place. Yeah. Well, a well-run state, we would say. Um, I want to ask you because it took 65 days for Joe Biden to finally come out and do a press conference. I know you've talked about this a little bit, but you were so transparent with the media, whether they, whether they loved you or hated you, you were always happy to go up to them. I remember you would walk out as you were on the way to Marine One and say, let's go, ask me questions, no note cards, nothing. We saw the press conference that Joe Biden had, if you can even call it that. He had a lot of notes. He had printouts of people's faces and names on it, who to call on, who not to call on. What was your takeaway from, from that press conference? Well, I think the press conference is probably the least of it. People... So a lot of things happening long prior to the press conference and even the trip up the stairs, up and yeah. down three times. There were a lot of things, a lot of things are going on. So we'll see what happens. I hope he's in good shape. I hope he's okay for the sake of uh, the country. Yeah. But uh, I think people get it. And, you know, I think uh, very importantly, the things that he said and what, whether he debated or whether he just made statements, all of those things were not what he's doing. This is more liberal, more radical than Bernie Sanders ever had in mind. Bernie could not be happier. But this is something Bernie would have never suggested what's happening. He never talked about what he's doing to destroy energy and the Second Amendment now is going to be next. You're going to destroy they're going to destroy the Second Amendment. All of the things that they're doing are things raise taxes at a level, the biggest tax increase in history. Those were not things that were discussed at all during the election. Yeah, well, 
You brought up a good point. Uh, it, it was actually a little upsetting as an American to see him trip up the stairs so many times. But the media coverage of that versus the way they covered you every year being a obsessed with your physical. I remember when you were at West Point walking down a, a slippery slope, a, you know, there were no handles on either side. I know you had slippery shoes on. So you took your time to go down for a week straight. All they talked about was, are you fit to be president of the United States, which we know is absolutely ridiculous, but they haven't given the same treatment or scrutiny to Joe Biden when it comes to that. Um, it, I I think Americans are a little bit frustrated by that. And I think we should be demanding transparency, especially when it does come to the health of the president of the United States. Well, you know, when you do speeches, you sort of know if you did well or not well or however it is. And I think I made my best speech or certainly one of them at West Point. And it's pouring, raining, beautiful, but raining. And it, it's wet. And it was just a sheet of steel. No pleats in it. No Nothing. Nothing. And it was like an ice skating rink. And the last thing I wanted to do was go down. And I saw that, and, I, and they had no railings, really brilliantly, you know, put up. Whoever put it up it ought to be ashamed of themselves. So I'm next to a general who has big rubber shoes on, and a good guy, by the way, the commandant. And I say, General, I'm not grabbing you, but I may have to grab you because this is a sheet device. So I went down inch by inch like this. I should have just run down the stairs. You could they have. made such a big deal, yeah. and they never covered my speech. That was, I thought, one of the best speeches. And I never, they never covered the speech. Never even discussed it. I didn't say. All they do is they have me walking down inch by inch down this ramp. I said, the next time have stairs, please. And it was one of those things. And but they covered that for weeks. And this guy falls down three times. He couldn't get up the third time. We didn't know where the hell he was. And it was not on the evening news, other than a couple of networks. But it wasn't on ABC, CBS, NBC, I don't think. And it got almost no coverage. It's incredible. Now, everybody got to see it because one thing it gets out there one way or the other. But it was actually a pretty sad situation, if you want to know the truth. It was also sad from the standpoint that we don't have freedom of the press anymore. Yeah, well, that that is for. Sure. I mean, I remember when Gerald Ford fell down the stairs. That was such a big deal. That was, but well, actually, it, it helped ruin his presidency. You want to really know the truth? I think we really. Every time you see him, they show him now falling down the stairs. And with Biden, they don't want to show it at all. It is a dishonest media that we have. Yeah, well, they certainly uh, allowed him to uh, go on. Checked throughout the campaign. They never called him out on anything. We know that uh, big tech social media outlets were censoring things. Jack Dorsey of Twitter just recently said that it was a mistake uh, uh, to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story during the campaign, which we know we all knew was such a big deal. We all knew could be used against the Biden family. Joe Biden, should he ever become president of the United States? But maybe give me your take on where we stand in terms of censorship for conservatives, because we are censored. There is no question as conservatives, we are censored on social media. They are always fact-checking everything. I feel like you might have something coming up. I don't know if you're ready to make an announcement yet, but that will help uh, allow you know conservatives to have freedom of speech, maybe a, a possible social, social media platform. Well, I think the 
history really, uh, when they didn't show Hunter Biden all of the things that were happening with Hunter, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to get somebody in trouble. He had some difficulties, okay? Yeah. But when they, they didn't show any of that during the campaign, they just cut it out, like canceled, I guess you'd call it cancel culture, right? But when they didn't show that, to me, that was really the beginning, because it was bad. It's always, it's been fake for a long time. But it used to be fake where they'd come up, and I'd come up, and you'd fight, or somebody else, but you'd fight. And the public can believe one way or the other. They might believe me, they might believe the other side, or they might believe an anchor, or whoever's in. But they didn't bring Hunter up. It was just really canceled. And later on, polls came out that showed it would have made a 10-point difference. A 10-point difference, that's a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. To me, that's where it actually began, this new phase. The new phase is you have something, and they won't put it out. And that's whether it's scandalous or whether it's anything, whether it's just good news, they won't put it out. And it's a very interesting time. Now, we're getting it out. I'm getting word out by using press releases. I put it out by a press release and everybody's picking it up. It's more elegant as a, you know, president, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, to me, it's more elegant. I think it's getting the word out about the same. You do less of it because, you know, it's a little bit, and you can do longer. You can make it a little bit longer. Not that it should be that much longer. Usually it doesn't have to be too much longer, but you can do it longer. And I think we're getting the word out. And in addition, I'm looking at, you know, everybody wants me to be on this site because we had 90 million people on one. We had, I think, 36 million people on POTUS. Uh, we had sites of 10. And that doesn't include Facebook. And then we had one of the biggest on Facebook, maybe the biggest, but one of the biggest on Facebook. So we had, you know, 200 million people, I guess, or more. Mm -hmm. So everybody wants me to go in their site because the problem is they have sites, but they have no people. And, and uh, Twitter's gotten very boring because I can see Twitter. Because you're gone. Out. They you miss know, you. Well, it's, it's said <laughs> to have gotten very boring and a lot of people are leaving Twitter. But it's got it's become boring and, and uh, really uh, not, the point of view is terrible. Uh, and people are leaving Twitter. A lot of people are leaving Twitter. So I think there's room for, for something and I bring a lot of people with me. So we'll see. I, I must tell you, I love what we're doing now. I'll put a statement or two out, or three or five, but I'll do them in a day. And I'll just dictate something out, write it out, put it out. And I do it in the form of press release. It gets picked up by everybody. So maybe we don't even need social media. You're going to Well, gonna I, go don't, I don't think we do. And I may be wrong, but I don't think we do. But I think social media has become so corrupt that people, People aren't believing it anymore, really. I mean, a lot of it has become very corrupt. It's really become like the media itself, very corrupt. That's true. We don't have freedom of the press anymore. You know, we had freedom of the press, and it's a terrible thing to say, but we really don't have freedom of the press anymore. We have a corrupt press with a point of view, and that's all they want to do is sell the point of view. And why do they want to sell it? Because when you think of it, defund the police, it's open borders. Look at our borders. Look what ha look what's happening. We had the borders the best they've ever been. The wall could have been finished in a very short period of time, a matter of weeks. Just close up the little sections that we had to leave open to 
bring equipment back, etc., etc. And the wall could have been finished so quickly. The wall is the best thing. It's it, we built almost 500 miles of wall, and it's been a tremendous success. And all they have to do is finish it up. Now you can put security there, and you have it fine. But the wall is better than anything you can do. It's really worked. But we have the best southern border in terms of what we're talking about that we've ever had. And in one day, he said, everybody come up. And once he said that, and what's going on now is nothing compared to what's going to take place during the summer. During the summer, you're going to see things that nobody's ever seen before. It's very upsetting, very well, it's hard very to see. dangerous. Yeah. And it's very bad for our country, and they're destroying our country. Yeah. Well, at the same time, by the way, that we're allowing uh, illegal immigrants to pour over our southern border, it seems like the woke left, is focused more on things like canceling Mr. Potato Head, canceling Dr. Seuss books, uh, than actually doing things that are going to positively impact the American people. Meanwhile, our adversaries like China are working overtime to build up their economy, is to do things for their people. How do you think we're being viewed right now around the world, whether by our adversaries or our allies? How do you think the United States is regarded right now? I think that they can't believe what's happening. They don't believe it. They don't believe. Uh, can you imagine in China looking at us and they're talking about Dr. Seuss and that was like, like the big thing of the day. But it's it's long beyond Dr. Seuss. They want to take down monuments to heroes. They want to get rid of our history, obliterate our great history. Whether it's good or bad, you learn from it. You have to learn from history. Right. And some is bad and some is good. I would say <laughs> most of it's good, but they want to obliterate our past. And once you do that, you don't have much of a country left. But I think that China is very happy now. And I think that Russia and a lot of other countries are very happy. They're looking at what's going on and they don't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's very scary. I think for a lot of Americans, they don't know where we will be ultimately. I think they felt very safe with you as president. You protected our country, whether it was our southern border, whether it was standing up around the world to to people that that meant us ill uh and now we don't really know where we are i want to move on to something we built the strongest military yes we rebuilt the military we have a military now like we've never had before the equipment is the best oil made in the usa we have space force we did so much biggest tax cuts in history biggest regulation cuts in history and that's why the base is so strong right now that's why the base of the country our base is strong but the base of the country is strong. The foundation is strong. And that's why it can do so well. We have the high stock market we've ever had. But that's going to erode just like energy. We're energy independent. In three months from now, we won't be energy independent because of what they're doing. And they never talked about this. They never said this. In fact, they said the opposite. They really lied during the campaign a lot about a lot of things. Well, we see gas prices already starting to go up, so it's already starting Very to Very substantially. Um, so I want to ask, because people ask me this too, will we ever be able to attend another Trump rally? Oh, yeah, sure. I think so. <laughs> in fact, we're thinking about doing one relatively soon, just to let everybody know that uh, there's hope in the future. Look, when you look at what's happening to our country with all of the ideas and things when you look at these democrat-run cities where the crime is up 
300, 400, 500%, and they don't do anything about it. Shootings, killings, murders, rapes, they're up to 200%, 250%. No, this, this, it's a shame. What's, what's going on is just uh, very sad. Democrat-run cities. Yeah. And now, if you have a Democrat-run country, watch what's going to happen. It's, uh, it's bad. So we might be able to attend well, a Trump rally. Sure, I mean, sure. I love okay. doing them, but more importantly, I think we get the word out. That's incredible. When we have rallies, you know if you want a state. Yeah, I can tell if we're going to win a state by a rally. When we set up a rally 24 hours before, and we have 35, 40,000 people show up. In Florida, we have 55,000. In Butler, Pennsylvania, we have 52,000. When you have 52,000 people show up quickly for a rally, Alley, and they got there for four days. You know, you, right. you set it up four or five days early, and the people line up four days in advance. They stay in tents and things. It's the most incredible thing. And you get there, you leave, you say, There's no way I lost Pennsylvania. There's no way, no way you can lose Pennsylvania. And we didn't, by the way. We didn't. So, you know, it was a hoax. The whole thing was a hoax. And it's too bad, but uh, these Rallies are great. Uh, there's never been anything. I think we did 56 of them in a short number of days. And they're big. That's not easy to do. No. When you think of you do three a day, four a day in some cases. And the last couple of days, I think we did five. I was with you for a lot of those. Right, five. And uh, then you go home and you watch the results. And at 1030, the election was over. We won. And then at three o'clock in the morning, you say, what happened? And then you look at these massive dumps where you're going. You look at the Votes, and then you have these massive dumps. Uh, no, it was a corrupt, fraudulent election. Well, that brings me to my final question for you. The beginning of this interview, I said, this is one thing everyone always asks me. The other question, people all want to know, and I know you're not ready to answer it yet, but do we have hope that there's a possibility to see Donald Trump run again in 2024? You do have hope. That I can do. <laughs> you do have hope. Uh, we love our, our country, this country. Uh, we all owe a lot to our country, but now we have to help our country. And we were there. We were so, so good. What we did with Iran, what, what we did with China, we were all set to do some great things. And, and then you see what's going on right now. China treated our representatives last week with such, in Alaska, with such tremendous disrespect they never talked to me that way uh, you look at north korea i got along with kim jong-un and for four years we had no problem i mean i was told by president obama and everybody else that north korea was our biggest problem we're going to end up in war with north korea if that group stayed in and for four years we had no problem with north korea now all of a sudden you see the problem is starting again now we have a great country we have to help our country and so we may see a Trump run again in 2024. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say, say thank you so much for joining us here. We are honored. You were the first. This is the first interview you have done on camera since you left office. Um, I did call in a favor for this one directly from you. So thank you for joining us. Um, and we hope that you will come back soon. And we hope to, uh, to hear from you on either a press release or a social media outlet. Very soon. Good. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll see you in a little while. <laughs> awesome. 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 How was that, guys?
How did that make you feel? Did that make you feel all warm and bubbly inside? It's just like, when I can't get the videos to play, I can't get them to play. And then when they do play, they don't want to stop playing. I'll take it. Okay. So, oh my goodness, God, this show's already half over and we haven't even started talking. No, I had to share that with you guys. Um, uh, great news uh, coming from the right view. Now, again, we are looking at the long stretch of this plan. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. If the globalists or the people who are running all of this stuff have taken a generational view of their plan and have said, oh, well, I might be dead in 100 years, but at least my grandchildren will, you know, recapture America. Um, why can't we commit to eight years, 16 years, even if our president is running a shadow government beneath the black hats who we are watching in broad daylight run their schemes because now we know their playbooks. Now we know the mechanics. Now we know the players. And now we're finding out who the double crossers, the, the double agents are. We're finding out who they are in Congress. We're finding out who they are in the Senate. We're finding out who they are at the local levels. We're finding out who they are in the Patriot circles. Because let me tell you something, America, I would not be here if we were not being double-crossed by all of our patriot media whom we have been in, uh, depending on for more than a decade to take us to the mountaintop, you know, like to get us home. And we've been waiting for them to do this for so long, America, and most of them ended up being either compromised, blackmailed, or sold out for their own self-interests. This is the independent patriot media I am talking about. We have to hold the ground. We have to toe the line. We have to hold on. They've been working on this for a hundred plus years. We can invest two decades if we have to. Don't you think so? We already have the upper hand. Listen to what the words of your president were and what he just said. Um, I, I said it myself. You know, I said there will be no hope if we lose to this coup that happened in broad daylight in front of everybody. And I'm sorry that only 80 million Americans recognized it and the other two-thirds of the country was asleep it's okay it's designed that way it's designed that way so don't get discouraged we're already ahead in the game at least as far as i can see at least what my gut says what my heart says what my spirit is saying right now hold on because like i said there would be no hope for elections but what did who did we talk about at the onset of today's show that's being demonized and discriminated against and called, you know, cuckoo and called tinfoil hat. People who were following or who were awake to what the entity of Q was. Okay. So, and what did they say? You know, what, what was it that we could expect to see? Well, first of all, we should have had no expectations and we should have always kept the faith. And I think maybe that's where some of us went wrong. So um, here we have now, with the promise from those entities, the 17th letter of the alphabet, that the elections would indeed be secure 2020 forward. Because again, we saw how they do it. We saw all the mechanics of it. We saw how they steal elections. And we learned that it wasn't just something as simple as vote flipping in a machine. We learned that it was so intricate and so interwoven into the fabric of what we call our operational society 
legislature, constitution, law. It was interwoven into the judiciary even. It was interwoven into the media. It was interwoven at the local level, you know. And so it was so deep. And we we see it now. We can identify, hey, they can steal elections via mail, via uh, buying out local people, via um, vote um, misrepresentation and harvesting. They can also do it via voter rolls that have dead people and they're accepting uh, underage votes. Uh, what what did they get um, Crowder for? For showing voter rolls with addresses that went to non-existent houses? L- empty lots, guys. He didn't even have to speak it, visually speaking. Um, that picture was worth more than a thousand words. I think that picture that Crowder showed us with no words was worth our liberty is what that picture was worth because it showed you America that this stuff is real and it happens. So um, I think with all of that in mind, we can say, yeah, moving forward to 2020, maybe the elections will be secure. And maybe now that the playing field will be leveled in the game of election and campaigning, We'll see what happens in the next three and a half years. Now, with that said, let's go ahead and get into tonight's stories because I've just gotten long-winded on President Trump. Um, okay, so moving right along. Okay, so that's Satanic Temple. We're not talking about that yet. Oh, whose ugly mug is that? Well, if it isn't Belinda Gates. Okay, and let me go ahead and help myself out here. Okay, so let's talk COVID. Let's wrap up on COVID because yesterday we did a two-hour report on COVID and we touched a lot of things about COVID. Um, What we didn't do because, you know, I don't want to preach to the audience about what this is, but we did say, of course, COVID, COVID-19 is real. It is a real whatever it is, flu. But at the same time, the whole pandemic, the scope, the depth and the breadth of this whole pandemic has been a sham. It's been fake. It's been false. They've lied to you. There is no widespread pandemic. What this is was them setting up the new annual flu shots to uh, put their investor pockets in the pharmaceutical industry, a new revenue stream called COVID-19 annual vaccination. Just like you have your annual flu shot that they started with the influenza, I'm sure something related to that. This is what they got. They need a new stream of income. These guys, I mean, they might harp on capitalism because they're leftist progressives and they might want all of their communist socialist lemmings to follow them, but they believe in capitalism. They need the money. And so this new brand new uh, revenue stream called the annual COVID vaccine um, that will be, it's already rolled out. It's already rolled out at the expense of your insurance policy, America. And uh, so that's what this is, right? Okay, we're looking. And so we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up what we were talking about today with just a couple of more things about COVID um, and uh, some of the other uh, some of the things, some of the other ideas and concepts that are being put under the tinfoil hat that we should probably consider. So just a quick recap of what we talked about yesterday. And if you want the details on what we talked about, I encourage you go back to tomorrow's episode or yes, to tomorrow. God, I'm living in some other timeline. Go back to yesterday's episode because on Twitch, these disappear in two weeks. 
Uh, if you want more information, then you can go to our Spreaker and you can download the episode there for as long as it lasts. Um, or, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, once it's gone on Twitch, it's gone on Twitch. So go back and look at it. Uh, tell your friends because um, we're we are not uh, 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 other than auditorily speaking, we are not archiving any of these episodes. So, okay, so a quick recap of yesterday's episode. Category is, okay, so we had Act 1. Act 1 was the muzzle mask discrimination. So we talked about the muzzle mask discrimination Act 1 that is now over because now we're going into the next act, the next phase of this this uh, theater that our government has foisted upon us. And uh, we talked about how uh, we all had to deal with muzzle masks and the oppression that people who do, who, people who recognize that masks don't work go through. Okay. And we also talked about how the people are being depended on by the government to persecute those who do not want to wear the masks because they know they don't work. Now the next act is the vaccination indoctrination, okay? So now the media is spreading lies to you about how vaccines work because obviously we of healthy body and sound mind who for generations now have known the truth of how vaccines help humanity since polio and measles and rubella and mumps, right? We know how it works. Don't forget America, all right? Um, all you baby boomers out there, start talking to your Gen Xers and your Gen Yers and, and your millennials and remind them, America, about what these were all about, because they are currently lying to this younger generation about vaccines. They are currently lying to them about the efficacy of them. They are currently lying to them about whether or not they actually work. OK, and they are telling us that once you're vaccinated, you still need to be protected. Could they be right, America? Could they be right about that? Well, I hate to burst your bubble, Mr. C, but let's see. We came across a brand new article. It was fresh off the printer a few hours ago um, from the Epic Times. So let's take a look at this real quick um, as an interjection to yesterday's uh, recap. And let's see what they had to say about um, the efficiency, the the about how well this vaccine works. The headline reads, over 100 fully vaccinated people in Washington state test positive, positive, positive for COVID-19. More than 100 people in Washington state have tested positive for COVID-19 after being fully vaccinated, authorities said March 30th. Uh, epidemiologists have found evidence of 102 so-called breakthrough cases since February 1st. That number represents 0.01% of people in the state who have been fully vaccinated against the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party virus, which causes COVID-19. Now, COVID-19, also known as the Chinese Communist uh, Party virus, also known as the Kung Flu virus, also known as the Rona also known as the corona, is also known as SARS-CoV-2. Eight of the patients required hospitalization. I'm sorry. Yeah, eight of the patients required hospitalization. Two and two, both of them over 80 years of age with underlying health issues, died. All of them contracted the virus more than two weeks after being fully vaccinated. And mind you, these people had both, 
both of those doses um, just to make sure that it locked in that mRNA, right? Fully vaccinated refers to people receiving both doses. Now, these are from the Moderna and the Pfizer BioNTech vaccines. So these vaccines, in addition to causing crazy reactions, I mean, strike that, not crazy, life-threatening reactions, mortal reactions, things that could kill you. I mean, from anaphylactic shock to uh, seizures, uh, same difference, but also to, you know, skin irritations, to fever, to, to a whole host of other issues. Um, and that's on top of some other things, America, that are coming out really quick. But now we're seeing that they're not even working. Now, the question is, has the strain mutated so fast that indeed um, these are already ineffective vaccines? Are these vaccines at all? Mm, that's a good question, America. Let's finish our recap. Um, we also talked about the vaccine. Okay, along with that vaccine indoctr indoctrination, America, don't forget, you will not be able to get a job if you don't have a vaccine. And if you don't have a job now, it's going to be really hard to get one in the future under these rules, because they are going to ensure that if you do not have a vaccine, because the private sector business and the lemming Karens of the world are going to persecute you and they are going to enforce the rules and laws that the government cannot because we are protected under something called the ADA. Already we have protection. We don't even need to fight. We don't even need to write new legislation to fight these people over these vaccines. We are already protected by the American Disabilities Act. We already have medical protections. Okay, so we need to fall back on those. We need to write to our um, insurance agencies because what did we also talk about yesterday? We talked about how your insurance policies have now been rendered invalid because you received an experimental vaccine. But let's talk about something else with this experimental vaccine because we now know that... Um, this vaccine will invalidate your insurance because it's experimental, even though they're saying on the media that that's not true. OK, and we now know that an act of war will invalidate your um, insurance. And um, should this come out to be a release from the Chinese Communist Party as an act of war, you've just lost your money and um, the pocketbooks of the insurance uh, industrial complex have just gotten much deeper. Could this be a pale America between our legislators who are sold out and the insurance industries to make sure that they're making money? Because after all, you can't sue them if the uh, vaccine kills you. Government's already made sure of that. The pharmaceutical medical industrial complex with the legislators have made sure of that. So why wouldn't they add this? Because after all, whenever they put in the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, that wasn't affordable at all. And in fact, put penalties on people who were so poor they couldn't afford insurance, afford insurance in the first place. That, America, was also a big scheme against you by our legislators and the insurance companies. So it stands to reason that this is that also. Now, here's the third factor, America. Not only is this experimental, not only is this an act of war, but this is not even a vaccine. What do you think about that? These, America, are actually gene therapy sessions that we're going through. Um, before I get into this article that talks to you about it, let's see what the other media is saying about it. Because guess what? 
I got tipped off about um, uh, RFID and tracking. Now, do you remember yesterday in the program when I said that I wasn't going to sit here and tell you that this was about the mark of the beast and the Bible and this was biblical, um, etc.? Um, I mean, we're closing the show with Satan, so we may as well talk about it, right? But personally speaking, you know, I do see that as a clear metaphor. So now they're talking about the ability for them to put nanotechnology that has microcomputers and etc. inside of these vaccines. Now, I can tell you back in, and I'm sorry, guys, the show's going to run long, um, maybe 30 minutes longer. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to it's going to be a little bit longer. OK, so. Back in 1997 or 8, maybe 6, I was a chubby little boy, a chubby, <laughs> sorry, I was, I was, I was a chubby preteen, comic book nerd, right? I, I, I'm a, I was a Marvel purist, and uh, in the comic books... They talked about nanotechnology. They talked about tiny, itty, bitty, teeny, tiny little nanos. And we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit in a sec. We'll, we'll, just, we'll get into actual more of not so uh, um, ambiguous is what I'm saying right now. Um, and, and I remember um, I was homeschooled uh, for a few years in my life. And I told my tutor one day because we were having a science lesson. And I brought to her attention nanotechnology in 1996. And she laughed in my face and said that no such thing existed and that it was not even possible. Flash forward to 2021 and nanotechnology has been in the public eye for probably at least a decade now. Um, well, that's where this new issue this new, new stuff that I, this more stuff. And, and this, this, this directly relates to this theory of it being the mark of the beast, but how so with, uh, tracking, uh, information inside this vaccine, does that relate to, uh, uh, uh the vaccine passports because transmitters in those and we're going to buy into the passports, America. We're going to buy into the passports, America, because we already bought into the muzzle masks and we're already persecuting people over vaccinations. So we will buy into the passports, won't we? And when we do, if this nanotechnology or if this RFID tracking technology is indeed present inside these vaccines and they're not going to tell you, America, they are not going to tell you. And we're going to look at these articles before we get into this gene therapy thing. Let's take a look at this one. Let's see what it says. Uh, uh, not, not that one. Uh, real quick. Fact check by Reuters. Lipid nanoparticles, nanoparticles in COVID-19 vaccine are there to transport RNA molecules. So this article is already going to start debunking this whole idea that these nanolipids are actually microcomputers. Now, here at the C-Report, I'm not going to speculate about what could represent a microcomputer or transmitter in these nanoparticles that are inside these vaccines. I'm not going to speculate. I'm just going to present the idea and I'm going to show you the rebuttal 
And then I'm going to leave it to your own mental devices to think about it because they have the vaccine passports. They're already planning to make sure that you can't travel without them. And you heard Joe Scarborough, the government, the entertainment industry, the sports arenas, the travel industry, better, they damn better have vaccine passports. They're already putting the pressure on the private sector industries and even those that are subsidized. So you're hearing it already. So we're just talking about possible correlations here. There are no such thing as coincidences, America. I believe there are no such things as coincidences. And I'm not a math person, but when you think about percentages, what are the odds, right? What are the odds that all of this stuff correlates? Okay, so there's an and this one is from Reuters, right? So Reuters fax checks. Okay, they fax checked it. Let's see what else. Um, uh, we have uh, Newswise, Newswise fact check. MRNA-based COVID-19 vaccines will not modify the human genome. How can they say that? How can they say that mRNA-based COVID-19 vaccines will not modify the human genome when they don't even know the proteins that they are synthesizing inside of these, these vaccines? They don't even know what they're putting in there. Okay, so... What they're falling back on for this article is, uh, it says here, claim hydrogels are part of the genome modifying COVID-19 mRNA vaccines delivery system. Hydrogels will connect you to the internet. So they're saying that some tinfoil hat says that this uh, hydrogel, which will help deliver that to the, the, the mRNA vaccine delivery system are connected to the internet. So this one goes on to debunk it. So, and, you know, I, I can't speak to hydrogels. I can't speak to how they will deliver. Um, I have learned. I had a crash course this morning on RNA and DNA, mRNA and DNA and, and, and synthesis and translation and stuff like that. And, you know, like this here to me then is what it is saying is they're going to throw out every single plausible and actual scientific way to debunk that there's any type of tie of tracking system inside of these vaccines, but they don't have to tell you. And really, when I started to grasp the concept about how dangerous this is, how dangerous this is, how we as human beings are indeed playing with the building blocks of creation. And this technology has been there without us even knowing about it for X amount of years. I just, I'm shaken. I'm shaken. I, I, it, re, it reminds me of the stories of Atlantis where they were splicing people. And I'm not saying Atlantis was real. That's for a different program. I'm just using it as an allusion to another story of reference. And when they said that they were splicing the DNA of animals and they were creating chimeras and they were, they were, they destroyed themselves. This, this, uh, this mythological super advanced society that existed before this evolution of humanity. Okay, so that's what it makes me think of. And it scares me because we have the ability to code our own proteins and DNA and and then it will control the directions that our body cellular level will produce proteins and make things like this is this is this is stunning, America. This is stunning. If a layman like me can get this around my head and get shooketh. It says something, okay? So, all right. So, um, so again, we have more articles here that are debunking and going through all that just to, just to create, to me, it's just to create that safety net for the legacy media and all of these people invested in this scheme 
to have a way to speak against those who will find the truth through their research and express it to those willing to hear. That's what this is all about. All of these debunks are all about that. And I went and I searched and I searched. Um, this one, The Atlantic, I thought this one was interesting because basically what this article did was it didn't debunk anything, but what it did do is it would, it gave the reader a good reason to support Moderna's um, mRNA vaccine, um, uh, I guess, their productions and stuff, because Moderna was the one who I learned today actually was successful at using mRNA uh, methods to 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 find a, a vaccine, I guess you could say, that would help. Um, so The Atlantic, this article, basically ex- explained what Moderna was doing with RNA. And they, they, they actually, let me see, when was this, when was this uh, published? Um, March 21st, 2020. So a year ago, almost to the day, right? Almost to the day, this, this, and that's the funny thing about a lot of these articles, guys, a lot of these articles about, um, about like a transmission through vaccine of, of, uh, patient data or, or tracking a lot of these articles about insurance, not covering your death policy come from a year or to six months. So they were already getting ahead of this, right? They were already getting ahead of this in their press, in their propaganda, in their talking points. So pay attention, America. All right. So, okay. So the Atlantic, they misspoke in this one. They said that Moderna, they had never successfully replicated through mRNA. Uh, let me see if I can find it here so I, I can just read it to you. Um, let's see. Despite success in animals, this stra- oh, let me just read this paragraph. Moderna works on RNA vaccines, injecting not proteins, but the molecules of nucleic acid that encode the instructions for building the protein. So they code all of that stuff that has the instructions. We don't know what they're putting in those instructions. These are all synthesized by man. We don't know what they are putting in those instructions. We have to have good faith that they are making something that will work for us. And that it's not experimental. Never mind that the State Department was awarded millions of dollars of contract to work with a pharmaceutical company on a vaccine. First of all, why is the State Department? Oh, I'm sorry, it was the, it was the Department of Defense. Why is the Department of Defense getting a contract to work with a pharmaceutical for vaccines? Right? Okay. So let's move on. Okay, just think about it. Your cells use RNA to instruct their builders to make proteins all the time. The RNA is like the blueprints or schematics that tell the workers on the factory floor what to build. An RNA vaccine injects instructions to your cells and hopes that your cells receive these instructions and follow them and build the proteins that will teach your immune system to fight a virus. Okay, so if this is making sense to you guys, because... It's, it's starting to, to me, like what they're saying is that we can build this, these, these blueprints and now we can inject them into our body and our body will receive these because mRNA is message, RNA messenger. Um, it's synthetic. And Moderna was successful at creating a vaccine because they're calling it a vaccine, America, but it's not. And it's the third reason why your insurance company may not cover your policy. 
because it's gene therapy. Okay, so now um, they're building these things that are gonna our, our DNA is gonna read and follow the instructions to. Okay, this is freaky. Something is haunting the town. Adam Longoria has gone missing, and his sister claims she's been seeing a bad man in the shadows. Jesse Bachman confronts a terror that is haunting the town of Suval, but will he be able to stop a pure evil that wants him dead? Get the chilling new novella by Michael Aaron Cassidis, author of The Distance to the End. A Trick of the Eyes, a stunning new work of horror that is keeping readers turning the page. Get A Trick of the Eyes anywhere books are sold, online or in stores, ask for it by name. A Trick of the Eyes by Michael Aaron Casares. Okay, so it says here, it's a bit like wadding up plans for a Cessna, throwing them through the ventilation shaft of a Ford factory and hoping that someone inside finds them and that the factory starts rolling airplanes out its doors instead of pickups. That's not a good metaphor, America. That's not what's happening. Okay, they're saying it's like throwing airplane instructions into a car plant and hoping a a plane comes out of the car plant. That's not the same metaphor, because guess what? Inside of this car plant, there are parts to make airplanes, America. So that's not a good metaphor because you're I'm sure you understand the metaphor. Okay, now, despite success in animals, this strategy has never yielded a vaccine approved for human use. Moderna is a leader in this approach, and you can be sure the scientists there have considered all the ways to make it more likely to work. They throw the plans down the shaft near the factory manager's office. They attach official-looking paperwork and bribes, but their approach is ambitious. If it works in humans, it will represent a huge advance in immunology and clinical medicine. So they're saying, yeah, it would be right for a shamdemic for something that they're going to use as a revenue stream, uh, as a revenue stream for the next few generations, you know, unless we really take off our masks and stand up and tell them to stop it right now, you know, like that is right there, you know, like I said, a terrible, a terrible, <sighs> terrible metaphor, but this is what they're doing. This is what they're creating. This is what they're making. Okay, so, like I said, it would be great if it weren't a shandemic. It would be great if this were a true blue pandemic, and I wouldn't want that anyways, but at least all the crap and the lies that they're feeding us would be, um, you know, a value added and not, and not taking us step back in all of the uh, scientific knowledge that we've acquired all of the trial and error science that we've invested in and and all of the knowledge and wisdom that we have gained through you know the collective oversoul of underconscious knowledge that they even injected about vaccines and now we of a healthy body and a sound mind are expected to believe that vaccines don't work and now we're seeing in the headlines that hundreds of people are still getting infected with COVID, even though they're fully vaccinated. Why would that be? Is it because it's not vaccines or something like that? Oh, my goodness, America. We're already over an hour. Okay, so 
So <laughs> let's um, let's look at what we're really looking at here, America. <laughs> I just love addressing the com- uh, country. Okay, so <laughs> check that one out, guys. COVID-19 third leading cause of United States death in 2020 after after heart disease and cancer. God, it got right up there real quick, didn't it? Uh, I think six governors from six particular states might have had something to do with that. Newsom, Gretchen. <laughs> uh, oh, we can't forget, you know, about uh, n- uh, Nipples Cuomo. All right. So <laughs> New Jersey and Pennsylvania and uh, Minnesota, uh, Michigan, in case I forgot the names of those uh, governors. All right, so this um, uh, this article comes from lurockwell.com, written by uh, Joseph Mercola. Again, I know, I know, I know what circles this man travels in or where he's featured, and it's all good because at the end of the day, this man has science. Okay, so the title of this article by Mr. Dr. Mercola is COVID-19 Vaccines Are Gene Therapy. Gene Therapy. So... The, the main thing here, the main takeaway for me is that when human beings are synthesizing, man-making proteins, etc., for these mRNA vaccines, we don't know what's in them, period. Okay, so now we also have this issue with insurance about, um, you know, uh, not covering experimental drugs, because after all, did the COVID-19s go to go through one or two or three year old trial periods where they could see the uh, long la- uh, the the effects of this drug um, or this supposed cure moving forward? No, they didn't. All of this was emergency ru- emer- emergency rushed. And the news is lying to you. The legacy media is lying to you saying that your insurance policies are covered. All of it. Okay. So (laughs) now let's get to this article. It says, as calls for mandatory COVID-19 vaccination grow around the world, it's becoming ever more crucial to understand what these injections actually are. The mRNA vaccines created by Moderna and Pfizer are in fact gene therapies. As I'll explain below, there's simply no way around this and drug manufacturers and public health officials must be made to admit this fact. Why? Because it makes all the difference in the world. You cannot mandate a gene therapy against COVID-19 any more than you can force an entire population to undergo gene therapy for a cancer they do not have and may never be at risk for. Because we, the people of healthy body and sound mind and innately healthy immune systems, have the ability to fight off this flu that has a 95 or higher percent chance of rate of recovery in healthy individuals. Back to the article. Interestingly enough, Mainstream media, fact checkers, and various industry front groups insist the gene therapy claim is bogus, even though every single detail about the vaccines show otherwise. Why are they spreading this information? Why do they not want you to know what these injections actually are? In short, they know labeling them as gene therapies would be like slapping a skull and crossbones label on them. 
Most people have been in, have enough common sense to realize that gene therapy is a different ballgame from regular vaccinations and might be a bad idea, especially for your children and your younger individuals. mRNA vaccines fulfill none of the criteria for a vaccine. <clears throat> okay. It says, to start, let's take a look at some basic definitions of words. According to the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a vaccine is a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease, protecting the person from that disease. Immunity, in turn, is defined as protection from an infectious disease, meaning that if you are immune to a disease, you can be exposed to it without becoming infected, America. Joe Scarborough, go take a time out with your son and think about that. That's the medical definition. The legal definition in the few cases where it has been detailed is equally unequivocal. Iowa Code 2 says, vaccine means a specially prepared antigen administered to a person for the purpose of providing immunity. So upon being administered, America, you are immune. Washington State Code 3-4 says, Vaccine means a preparation of a killed or attenuated living microorganism or fraction thereof. The statute also specifies that a vaccine upon immunization stimulates immunity that protects us against disease. Again, America... Upon vaccination, it stimulates immunity that protects us against disease. These definitions, both medical and legal, present problems for the mRNA vaccines because mRNA injections do not impart immunity. Moderna and they were first successful with the CMV virus, which is, from what I was told and understand, a herpes type of virus that is only is only troubling in infants and the newborn and babies, right? But they used that to, to start producing their mRNA. That was where they began. That's where they had success. And now they're on to COVID, right? Moderna. They're, they're, they're at the front of apparently. So Moderna and Pfizer both admit that their clinical trials aren't even looking at immunity. As such, they do not fulfill the medical and or legal definition of a vaccine. Also, they do not inhibit transmissibility of SARS-CoV-2 infection. As such, they do not fulfill the medical and or legal definition of vaccine. Now, that's a, that's a mouthful, America, and that is a lot to think about. This is a whole other aspect of COVID. 
and a whole other part of the ball game that we were not looking at. And, and now it has come before us, and now it is flashing in front of our eyes. You know, I can't think enough, the people who are on the ball of this. Um, okay, so dictionaries attempt to rewrite medical terms. Now, this is, this is this, within this article that's educating us about how this is gene therapy instead of actual vaccines. Um, they're showing us the cancel culture, and they're showing us the PC culture. They're showing us liberals trying to rewrite they're trying to rewrite, just like the media is lying to the lemmings of the world and lying to us and saying that vaccines don't make us immune and that we still need protections, that we we vaccines basically don't work. Why are we taking vaccines if they don't work, right, Joe Scarborough? So this article is telling us now that the dictionary, Merriam-Webster's dictionary, is trying to rewrite it's trying to rewrite the definition of vaccine. Okay, so, I mean, come on, guys. Okay, dictionary attempts to rewrite medical terms. We should not be fooled by attempts to condition the, med- the public to accept redefined terms. As of February 2019, Merriam-Webster defined vaccine as a preparation of killed microorganisms, living attenuated organisms, or living fully virulent organisms. Do you see why I said if... I, if you get a vaccine, stay away from me because there's live virus. Even Merriam's Webster's Dictionary says it. So if you have people who are saying, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, you don't get you don't get the sick from the flu when you get the flu shot. Oh, well, why did you have the flu when you got the flu shot? It even says in Merriam Webster's Dictionary, all of this, even a living, fully virulent organism that is administered to produce or artificially increase immunity to a particular disease so that your body can recognize it and kill it when it comes to get you. You are given live virus. So I stand justified, vindicated, whatever. I don't care, America. That's not what this is about. It's not about me being right. It's about us being safe and taking a stand and taking off our masks now. Okay, a preparation that is administered as by injection to stimulate the body's immune response against a specific infectious disease. Another Merriam-Webster's definition. Here's another one. An an antigenic preparation of a typically inactivated or attenuated pathogenic agent, such as a bacterium or a virus, or one of its components or products, such as a protein or toxin. And also, a preparation of genetic material, such as a strand or synthesized messenger RNA that is used by cells of the body to produce an antigenic substance such as a fragment of virus spike protein. Now that is where they messed up. Okay, so let's be clear, the article says. Merriam-Webster does not dictate medical terminology just as social media and the news media does not dictate elections, okay? It can be used, however, to confuse people because isn't that how they were able to pull off some of this uh, 2020 presidential coup? Uh, They confuse people with misinformation via social media and continued lies on the legacy media. The article continues. For now, all medical dictionaries still show the traditional definition of vaccine. So what I just read to you, that a preparation of genetic material, such as a strand of synthesized messenger RNA that is used by cells of the body to produce an antigenic substance, such as a fragment of virus spike protein, that is not the real definition of vaccine that the medical industry uses, but that is sure the uh, definition that Merriam-Webster wants you to know, America. That's how they want to confuse you. Who runs Merriam-Webster's dictionary? we got to get these guys their black hats also. 
Okay. So, okay. So this RMNA stuff now, now here's, here's the reason why, because, because what this R, this MRNA is doing is it's, it's delivering it to your cells of the body and it's making your body produce the virus that it's going to use to protect it against yourself. That's why it's a gene therapy. Whereas if you have an antigenics, a shot that already has the stuff that's going to kill it, it goes straight in there. It rec- It is produced within it. It is produced within the vaccine itself. It is not depending on the human body to create the virus in order to protect itself from the virus. And I think I'm getting this right. Okay, I think I'm getting this right. These vaccines are injecting us with stuff that is making our body produce the virus to fight the virus, whereas vaccines normally have a virus in it that is introduced into the body to fight the virus. It's not making our body turn into factories of the virus to fight the virus. Do you see where there is some trouble there? Because if our body is creating the virus to fight the virus, there is going to be some remnant of that virus left behind, and it's going to be a Trojan horse for any mutations. I think I'm saying this correctly, America. Correct me if I'm wrong. But this is why we need to be concerned. When they said that they were playing God, and I heard this 10 years ago on the independent patriot media, my mind could not wrap around it. I could not comprehend. But knowing that they can basically write and construct and synthesize the building blocks, the proteins that make up our very existence and nuclei and all of that stuff. America, this is troubling. Okay. All right. So let's finish up with this article because good Lord. Okay. Um, It says here also MRNA therapy doesn't satisfy public health measure directives. There's also the issue of whether a gene therapy can be mandated, and this may hinge on its being accepted as a vaccine. The 1905 Supreme Court ruling in Jacobson versus Massachusetts essentially established that collective benefit supersedes individual individual benefit. Oh, so since 1905, we've been working on the collective, apparently. <coughs> Since mRNA therapies do not render the immunized person immune, and we just read an article about that to you at the head of this program, and do not inhibit transmission of the virus, and apparently it doesn't, but I think they'll have to do some studies to see if these newly infected, fully vaccinated people are actually transmitting this disease. Um, they cannot qualify as a public health measure capable of providing collective benefit that supersedes individual risk and therefore cannot be mandated. Now, how much you want to bet at the tail end of this, they're going to pull this third trick out of their hat and say, oh, well, they weren't even experimental vaccines. It was gene therapy. We don't cover it with your life insurance. Sorry. Oh, my goodness, America. I just um, had to... uh, in learning about some of the way that this works in our body today and then also being turned on to the idea that they could be tracking. And there are articles out there, America. They are already debunking them. As early as September of 2020, the media was putting out articles that uh, these vaccines won't track you. And um, there's there's more stuff to this that I, I could share with you. Um, but, but in summation, maybe we'll do a special on Bill Gates because or Belinda Gates, because 
that's uh, that's another reason why there was uh, some hoopla over this being the mark of the beast because the patent that this fool used for a technology that would send that would transmit your health data into some cloud was zero six zero six zero six. So um, you know the, the independent minded went crazy when they saw that um but indeed guys we don't know what's being built into this mrna strain that they're putting out on that has no clinical trials uh and 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 was in this article that i read that they were um actually changing the 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 control tests that they did so they did these control tests for covid at the very beginning that people signed up for they were paid eleven hundred dollars to do it and now and now, instead of allowing these original test studies from this control group take two or three years to progress and see what it does, they're giving those people the vaccines now. So those control people from the original test studies that are giving us these vaccines, they're they're diluting, they're polluting the control test, the, the control group. They, they're diluting them. They're giving them the vaccine and they're now erasing any data that we could have collected from these original vaccines through this control group that they, they gave, they paid for to voluntarily take these things. So they are erasing their, they're erasing their, they're, they're erasing their tracks. They are erasing their tracks now as we speak. So why is all of this happening? You know, why is all this happening? What is the what is the big picture here? We're lining up to see what it is, America. We're lining up to see what it is. Okay. Because I don't have news articles or information for what I'm about to say, but it has been said. And it does it does ring through in my soul and in my gut. So I'm gonna share it. And then we're going to move on to our next topic of, of, of conversation, the next story for tonight. And that is that these vaccines, and, and not just these COVID vaccines, but you may have heard also in general, vaccines in general, do include cells, parts, pieces of not just animals, but also of uh, fetuses, fetal tissue, infant, uh, aborted, and, and some of these are aborted. Some of these are aborted, America. So, uh, and there, and there, and we're going to get, I really wanted to pull out more information on the Planned Parenthoods that have been busted selling aborted fetus parts. And, and even some of the reports saying that these were still live births. Okay. Um, but when it's like they're trying to, to block Satan out of this program. They don't want me to talk about this man or this thing, this entity, because I am not, I'm not saying that that's why we went into this extra COVID conundrum right now. We needed to talk about this America because we need to take our masks off. But um, when, who cares about what was happening when I was producing this story? Let's just talk about the story. Okay. So, all right. So um, the whole issue here, the tie-in would be with the fetus, the fetus parts that is being reported and I'm going to put it in my notes and we're going to keep an eye up for a follow-up on that story, which is, uh, you know, uh, fetal tissue and, and the like cellular, uh, in information data tissue material, uh, being included in some of these vaccines. Um, it, it's took a whole nother thing. Okay. And, and, and then in going through that, an article presented itself to me in, the aggregate 
um, it's surfaced. And I haven't heard, like I said, a lot of people talking about this story. So now we're going to turn off the Corona hat. Don't forget, America, to take off your masks before you go to bed tonight and not to put them on tomorrow because we're going to stop talking about Corona now and we're going to start going on to the next topic before we close out the show. Um, and so this article surfaces and it's it's about it's about the satanic church the satanic temple and it's about them suing the state of texas for their religious freedom to perform the satanic sacrament of child abortion um to murder to kill as a sacrament to their gods to prove to themselves that they are above everyone else because Basically, what it boils down to America is Satanism is about it's about hyper selfishness. That's the that's the most easiest way I could say about the basic constructs about what moves them. Um, And this is not a theological uh, show program. This is not a metaphysical program. I don't I don't tend to dabble publicly about these topics as much because And I'm just going to lay it out here, guys, because this is going to be coming from a perspective that is not religious. Because what is the first thing that the left does? What is the first thing that the liberals do? What is the first thing that Democrats, progressives, atheists, all of them do when when we get into the political arena and we start talking about government and people and the rights that we have? The first venue that they attack us on is religion. And they call us Bible beaters, and they call us Bible thumpers, and they call us uh, bitter clingers, you know, because we're still uh, we're still beholden to these archaic ideas of an entity that presides above us and created all. You know, we're still beholden to that. Well, guess what, America? We're not, because I'm not. So my perspective here is different. I am not a religious person. I am not a member of any religious denomination. And yet we're going to have this conversation about abortion and the satanic church tonight, America, because I I mean, do I need to get into my beliefs to give you some perspective about where I'm coming from? I don't know. I don't know. Tell me in the chat room. I don't know. There's comments. Hold on. Let me see. We're already running over time. Let's keep going, America. User... X amount of long numbers says vaccines are covered in most insurance. Yes, this is true. Let me answer these before we move on. This is true, but you need to get in paper and in writing because uh, if you go to yesterday's report, we covered an article from ToriSays.com where they indeed contacted their insurance companies and the insurance companies gave them the runaround and would not put in writing that they covered these COVID vaccines. Would not. So don't take my word from it, user 2984, whatever that is. Ask your insurance provider and see what happens, okay? And then it says people want to criticize the scientific community but won't dare go get an eight-year degree in biology like Hush. Okay, user 29, um, are you who I think you are? Let me tell you this right now. I don't have the money for biology. I don't have the money for education. I'm a layman, okay? Don't come at me telling me I need to go get my education, okay? Because guess what? I got an entire rundown on this, a crash course on, on some of these things about biology. And, and you know what? 
for some reason, it rang clear to me, and I can talk to you about it now. So please don't sit there and tell me this stuff. Don't tell me I need to go get an eight-year degree and that I am invalid because I'm not degreed. Don't tell me I have no credentials, okay? Don't tell me that work... Uh, don't tell me that work does not equate to education when I have been in this industry and wisdom comes from experience, user 29-whatever-you-are. I'm sorry if that's someone that's part of our Discord, but like hush, thank you. You hush, you hush, you hush. And do your research before you come here and troll me. I don't take trolls well. I don't take trolls well, but I do retain as much civility in our discourse as I can. I'm not going to call you any names, user. Because I don't know who you are, but I can tell you you're not going to tell me to be quiet because I don't go to biology and learn this mess. All right? You don't know my living situation. You don't know my personal life. You don't know me. Did you go get an eight-year de degree? Then come here and talk about this on this program and, and, and educate us of what you know. Okay? All right. Now, let's get back to what I was talking about. Let's get back to the Church of Satan. All right, because apparently that's all that this was a distraction. So do you see distractions? Do you see the distractions? I can't even talk about Satan because the minute I do, someone trolls me. Okay, so let us get, let me shrink this real quick. I, okay, all right. Now, where was I? Church of Satan is suing Texas. Church of Satan is suing Texas. Now, I'm not going to, okay, let me just talk. Okay, so yesterday... I told you guys about the idea of consent and how it was going to play into this Satanism stuff. Now, this is going to be a little bit metaphysical. This is going to be a little bit of that. Um, and like I said, this program's not about that. But outside of all this, I explore a lot of different ideas about us. And one thing that I have learned through study and also through observation and also through some experience is that a lot of these people in these occultish type of uh, religions or beliefs, um, I don't know that I would necessarily consider Satanism as a cult as so much as just downright, this is a religion that worships the devil. Okay. Now, even the people that are in this story, the satanic temple admit that in a legal document, okay? So, and, and it and they spell out their sacrifice, and we're going to get to it, guys. Um, but the idea of consent, the idea of consent, they cannot, karmically speaking, because it doesn't matter if you believe this or not, America, they do. It doesn't matter if you believe in the devil, America, they do. I, as someone who is not religious, who does not subscribe to a denomination, do not believe in a theoretical devil, but yet I'm telling you, America, it doesn't matter what I believe. These people believe in it. it they believe in it. It does not matter. And, and ultimately, because like I said, I am not a religious person. I do not have, you know, a little black book on my forehead. I don't have a Bible in my wallet. You know, I don't go to church on Sundays. My, the house of God is within me. And it's inside me. And that's all I need to connect to him. And that's where I am in my spiritual development, America. I don't think that religion is bad. I, I do see it as a control mechanism, but I also see it as a tool to help those who need 
that, to get to that spiritualism, to get to that connection to God. Because maybe they, they don't know how, or maybe they're not strong enough to, or maybe the, the sins of the flesh are more powerful than they can bear on their own, or maybe they haven't remembered who they are spiritually, and they need religion to get them there. That's fine, America. You have that right, okay? But these people believe these things. And finally, finally, they put it on paper so that this way I don't have to just make it up out of my head and, you know, question my credibility. I can just read you their beliefs that they're submitting to a judicial court that really does tie the fact in that these people require blood sacrifice that require the extermination of the precious gift of life in order to validate their existence and to push forward their beliefs in this satanic entity, this evil demon, this lord of demons and father of lies, the devil, Satan, or whatever you want to call him. Okay, now, why am I saying this is someone who's not religious, someone who who does not define the all-encompassing and omniscient and omnipotent being that created life as God, but as the source of the universe? Because these Satanists believe it, and they have flipped everything that Christians value and flipped it reverse, and that is their code. Satanists believe everything reverse of what is natural and reverse of what is taught in, in any of the Abrahamic religions, the three of them anything. It's reverse. It's the reverse. That's why the reverse of the golden reason is treason against the soul, the golden rule. The golden rule says, treat others as you want to be treated. The satanic golden rule says, treat others as they treat you. It is the reverse of the golden rule. It is satanic. And I think you need to wake up about your interactions with other people, America. Because you are, you are basically, you are elong, you are elongating the way that these people believe in practice. When someone treats you like an ass and you treat them like an ass back, you are being satanic. That is the reverse of the golden rule. And this is coming from someone who is not even religious. Now, let me get off of this subject. Let us get to this story because I am getting passionate. All right. So let me, uh, there's the coronavirus. <laughs> there's Belinda Gates. All right. And there's our vaccine story. Oh, where do I have this story? Um, here it is. Okay. Let me pull this off the screen because you don't need to see it. Because uh, I pulled it off of the internet and put it into a text document. All right. Okay. So this article uh, was written by a man named Ethan Huff. It comes from a publication called The Demonic Times. Now, I would never read a magazine called the demonic times because just that name makes me feel like i'm inviting something into my household right but if you think about it what are we living in right now what are we living in right now and this is coming from a non-religious person guys like this is this is bigger than all of us and and the reason why i have to share this article is because it is finally it's tying it is tying together what we have said through awakened eyes, through whatever this Q entity is. It's tying together child sacrifice with Satanism and demonism. Now the next bridge to jump is between demonism and Satanism and politicians and celebrities, and etc. And let me tell you something. 
I do not watch American Horror Story, whatever. I saw season eight, the apocalypse season, and Satanism, guys. I could not wrap my head around it. But that season will show you what an an everyday Satanist family goes through. They, They pray to Satan at the breakfast table just like the christians do they have their their altars like of of, of sacrifice and they have their idols just like the catholics do you know they have all of that stuff it's it's mirrored but reverse it's mirrored but reverse if you pray to your god in front of candles and a cross of jesus in your private altar in your home you better believe the satanists are doing the same thing If you say your prayers every night before you go to bed and through the Lord Jesus Christ, say amen. You better believe the Satanists are doing the same thing to Lucifer Morningstar. It is the same but reverse. And uh, and that season of of of, um, that season of of um, American Horror Stories showed so much more. It showed how the um, the millionaires of the world are all tied to this uh, group. That basically runs things. And and they even made a joke about how the people woke up to it. So they changed the name from something like Bilderberg to like the committee. That's just an example, but that's what they were saying. So things are coming together, America. Things are coming together. Now let's get to this article. Satanic Temple in Texas files lawsuits demanding religious right to sacrifice babies through abortion. The leaders in charge of the Satanic Temple in Texas are suing the Lone Star State for not allowing them to perform abortions on demand, which they claim is their religious right. Texas informed consent laws, these Satanists claim, are a violation of religious freedom because part of worshiping Satan means aborting human babies as a sacrament, similar to how Christians take communion or get baptized. Murdering unborn children is what Satan demands, and yet Satanists in Texas are prohibited from performing abortions without an abortion facility first providing informed consent to women at least 24 hours prior to the procedure. So guess what? If you're on, um, I don't know, say Luna time for when you need to commit this ritualistic abortion to your god Satan, uh, this 24-hour waiting period that Texas is putting in front of you is going to get in your way, and that's uh, that is a... Uh, that's a violation of your right to kill babies because you need that to worship your God. What God would require you to kill another precious living thing is what I want to know. Anyways, this includes requ- uh, requiring abortion facilities to do an ultrasound and share the unborn baby's image with the mother, as well as provide an informational packet about the abortion, fetal development, abortion risks, and resources for parenting and adoption. Harbinger's Daily explained that. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of an anonymous Texas woman who is pregnant and who claims that Texas abortion laws infringe on her religious beliefs. I'm particularly interested to see how your a attorney general Ken Paxton relies to this because replies to this because he likes to march around the nation taking issue with other states issues said satanic temple spokesperson 
spokes demon, Lucian Greaves. Okay, well, you know what, Lucian Greaves? If um, what other states are doing are going to impede on my rights as a Texan and affect the overall election of a freaking country, you better damn well be sure that I'm going to support my a Texas attorney general when he goes to other states and tries to sue them for violating the Constitution. Anyways, Satanic Temple offered free abortions at a raffle to raise funds for planned lawsuits back in August. The Satanic Temple of Texas proudly admitted that part of its belief system involves murdering babies as a sacrament to Satan. The same month, it also held a raffle to raise money for this uh, this and other planned lawsuits. The winner of the raffle was given a free abortion as part of a ritual that affirmed the choice of women who get pregnant to murder their unborn children in the name of women's health. Never mind all the risks associated with abortion. The ritual goes like this. Before the abortion takes place, surgically or medically, a member of the satanic temple will look at her reflection, be reminded of her personhood and responsibility to herself, because it's all about selfishness, take deep breaths, focus on her intent, and make herself comfortable. That's that's the ritual. Okay, they someone wrote this in their little uh, their little witchcraft black book, and now it's a sacrament of the satanic church. Um, when ready, she will say the third and fifth tenant of the temple aloud. Do you want to know what the third and fifth temple is, America? Because it's in their legalese we're about to read. The third tenant affirms a key platform of Satanism. Do as thou wilt, except in the context of women getting an abortion. The fifth honors science as the be-all end all source of truth in the world, urging Satan worshipers not to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. I would say what they're doing right now with the vaccines would qualify for that if we could prove they were Satanists. They've been breaking their own sacraments. It is the same platform of the Democrat Party, which worships science, abortion, and lawlessness. In fact, the Satanic Temple might as well be the D Democrat Party. <laughs> Did I get ahead of myself on this article? As the two entities share the same beliefs, the Satanic Temple attempted similar lawsuits in Missouri, all of which failed. In 2019, the Missouri Supreme Court dismissed one such suit after Judge Laura Denver Stith and four fellow judge justices explained that Satanic members could have just refused to accept the informed consent pamphlet. In tandem with Planned Parenthood, the Satanic Church, the Satanic Temple, is heavily involved in promoting abortion across America. Its members are also known to harass pro-life sidewalk counselors who attempt to help women choose life instead of death for their unborn children. In 2016, Pro-life advocates outside of Detroit, Michigan, Planned Parenthood faced a disturbing scene when a group from the Satanic Temple arrived to a counter-protest wearing baby masks and carrying whips. They held a similar protest on Good Friday in 2017. So uh, 
that's some pretty interesting information right there, isn't it? Um, about all of this with with uh, the Satanic Temple and how that ties in and, and how they boldly, proudly inform you that killing babies is part of their religion. So how much further of a reach is child sex trafficking or, or adrenochrome harvesting? How much further of a stretch is that from there? Um, and, and is this just all for not, it's just all for words. Nah, here it is, America. <laughs> Let's look at this little document. Okay. This is from the lawsuit because Lord knows these Karens need their way. They need their babies. They need their sacrament. So they're going to put in writing exactly what they believe. So I don't have to be called, you know, uh, a non-credentialed crackpot. I can just read to you exactly what they believe as submitted, you know, to the courts. Um, so let's look at this, guys. And I just I just have to share this with you guys because this is in their own writing, what they believe, what they practice, what they do. You can you can now tell them to shove their Q anon conspiracy theory name calling because the Satanists have now claimed abortion and killing life as a part of their religion. It's not that much further of a jump with all of the information, research, and news that we've seen about these people in Hollywood, the businesses, Epstein, all of that. It's and Nexium. It's not that big of a jump to connect that to Satanism, or that perhaps these people believe or deal in ideologies close to similar or the same as Satanism. So let's just look at what they say legally, and then we'll call this show a wrap, y'all. It says right here, this complaint asks for judicial review of four Texas abortion regulations through the lens of religious liberty. As further detailed below, TST, the Satanic Temple, and its membership holds religious beliefs and practices surrounding the abortive act, which are entitled to protection from state interference under both federal and Texas law. So they're spelling it out for them. But, you know, doest thou wilt harm none except the baby? Double standards all around. Okay, so down here. Okay, it says, now, um, TST membership can be found in every state. I, I should pull up the website for you guys with this, this the Satanic Temple. Um, they have a lot of chapters in Texas, let me tell you what, um, but they're all over the country. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. So these are these are the seven tenets that I talked about. Um, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. And reasonably speaking, you need a dead baby to commit a sacrament uh, for Satan. So I guess within reason, you don't have to have empathy towards an unborn human. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedom of another is to forego one's own. So, so far, it sounds like, oh, this is not so bad. Like, I could be a Satanist, right? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Beliefs should confirm, uh, conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to want to fit one's beliefs. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And every tenet is guiding is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. One of the satanic temple's religious ceremonies is the satanic abortion ritual described in detail below. Okay. So I'm going to try and get through this without Satan interrupting, and then we'll and then we'll call and then we'll call it a wrap. I hear Satan speaking. Okay, so part of this case will require providing that Miss Doe's decision to engage in a satanic abortion ritual is meaningfully different than getting a secular abortion. That requires some important background on what it means to be satanic. The following is not an invitation to litigate the truth, the reasonableness, or the centrality of the display to TST's beliefs or practices. <laughs> I wrote here, uh, you guys can't see, it says Kazarians. Um, okay, so the following is not an invitation to litigate the truth, the reasonableness, or... So they don't want you just to talk about what it is that they believe. It's it's the fact that they believe it. That's why they're litigating. Now it says here, repeatedly and in many different contexts. Now this is why they put that. This is this is why we're saying this, that it, it, don't think about, don't talk about what we're, we're believing. Just these are our beliefs. You have to respect them. It says repeatedly and in many different contexts, we have warned the courts must not presume to determine the place of a particular belief in a religion or the plausibility of religious claims. In other words, don't think about what the claim is. There's no such thing as a resurrection. There's no such thing as heaven, right? Because you can't scientifically prove it. So the courts can't focus on that. I think I put Kazarians there because if memory serves, um, history shows that people who typically sacrifice babies and humans have been run out of countries, have been run out of society, and are not accepted because they're killing life. Okay, Kazarians, look it up. That's a good example. Okay, back to this uh, legalese. TST shares with all other satanic groups a veneration for the biblical concept Ha Satan, which literally means the adversary or the accuser. Ha Satan is description is a description of being, not a particular individual. Satanism broadly can be roughly divided into non-theistic and theistic groups. Non-theistic Satanists venerate the concept of the biblical Satan and may participate in ritual, but do not literally worship the divine entity that Christians identify as the devil and do not have any expectation that participating in ritual by itself will affect the outside world. Ritual is not useless to a non-theistic Satanist, however. Ritual has a powerful and studied effect on the subjective experience of the participants. Now, again, America, this is not what I believe. This is not what you believe. This is what they believe, and that is all that matters. Ritual is not, okay, we read that. Okay, so now it says TST, the Satanic Temple, is a non-theistic branch of Satanism. This is enshrined in the TST's fifth tenet. Beliefs should not 
uh, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs, which posits that beliefs and actions should be guided by scientific consensus, not tradition or superstition. Theistic Satanists differ from non-theistic Satanists by taking the extra step to literally worship a deity that Christians identify as the devil. If they participate in ritual magic, a theistic Satanist will be will believe that the ritual by itself can cause an effect in objective reality. So they believe in hocus pocus. Satanists, non-theistic or otherwise, believe that authority is to be rebelled against, accused, if it is tyrannical. When something becomes tyranny is the subject of the TST's religious doctrine, suffice it to say the TST finds the regulations at issue tyranny. This is an inversion of Christian norms, which holds the authority, particularly divine authority, is not to be questioned. So because according to Christians, divine authority and authority is not to be questioned, they have to question this, and also it is considered tyranny. Another satanic inversion of Christian norms is the balance of perceived importance between the self and the outside world. Selfishness, guys. Not caring about other people, but caring about yourself only. To Satanists, the self should be assigned a greater importance than the outside world. This is an inversion of Christian norms, which is what they do. They just invert everything that Christians believe. It's that simple. You see something that's Christian backwards? It's satanic. Um, the outside world, God and the church, may freely dictate the thoughts and actions of the adherents. TST's memberships do not subscribe to humility as a virtue, and they do not self-deprecate as a lifestyle. TST members do not denigrate desires and practice what they enjoy, which does not harm others, except for aborting babies. TST has enshrined this belief in the third tenet. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Other common applications of bodily inviolability include a religious objection against corporal punishment of minors, a liberal view on body modification, and unwavering acceptance of the LGBT community, all of which we are seeing in spades under this new administration. Bodily modification does not necessarily mean tattoos and piercing. It could be transforming yourself into another gender. Um, TST and its memberships are non-theistic Satanists, which an added influence by philosophy of the enlightened thinkers. Okay, we're almost done here. Here's the funny part. Uh, in this worldview, the Satanic Temple shares much with the Founding Fathers. The great nation, this great nation, began as an act of insurrection against a tyrant king who claimed divine authority. All right, Satanists, let's get our history straight. We were separating ourselves from the money changers who were taxing us money, and then history disguised it as a tea party, okay? Um, the founding fathers pursued justice and egalitarianism for all. Replace George Washington with Satan, and the TST's membership sees no substantive difference. And that is bull, America. 
All right. So this is what they think. This is what they believe. It's in their legal documents. It's something for you guys to see. So that when you hear people talking about Satanists sacrificing people, because they're going to tell you, oh, that's not real. They don't do that anymore. It's not real. They don't sacrifice people. What are you talking about? That's so Neanderthal. That's so archaic. They've just admitted to you in 2021, America, that Satanists require sacrifice, the sacrament of life, through abortions because they can't just outright slit your throats anymore, although they try. But they need it, and they've admitted it, and here's the documentation to prove it, America. I hope that is good for you. I hope you guys had a good Z-Report. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we will return with headlines. Headlines, headlines, headlines. What is going on? And thank you guys for sitting still and being with me through these last two hours. This show ran longer than expected to, but it was a good show, and I think it was value added. So, guys, have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay good, sleep tight, and dream well, America, because we're gonna get there. I promise you. We are going to get there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I don't know why I'm saying thank you. We're, maybe it's because I'm grateful I made it in the 11th hour to file my report with 15 minutes to spare. <laughs> so technically we're still on this day. God bless uh, the West Coast and their timelines uh, because they need the help. Anyways. Okay. So we have a... Uh, we have a special uh, report for you today, I guess uh, you could say. Uh, going through some of the news and the headlines throughout the day and some of the things that keep pressing and coming to mind uh, for a lot of us um, and the themes that seem to run throughout the day. Well, we're finally going to do it. The Sea Report is finally going to file their uh, first COVID-focused um, report. So let's talk a little bit about what is going on.
in America today with COVID-19, the vaccine, and now the passports. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? Passports? Oh, you haven't heard about them? Well, there's a lot of talk coming out now, and this is also coming from Washington. Um, regardless of what they may say or how they may feel optically about uh, entities like the WHO in China and such bogus reports that these guys ran together, um, they're still uh, very much, very much vested in uh, the amount of control that they have when it comes to uh, this optical illusion of fear presented to the people from the media by this COVID nineteen pandemic. Now, to be clear, because we haven't said it here at Sea Report just yet, at least not formally, we do recognize and believe the fact that COVID-19 does exist. Um, I guess to summarize, um, this is a this is a disease, uh, this is a, a virus that uh, struck mankind a year ago, right? And since the time of this disease's, uh, or I keep saying disease, uh, since this virus's appearance, um, which, you know, entities like the WHO, perhaps Dr. Fauci, um, perhaps China, perhaps anybody would have us believe that, um, would have us believe that this is uh, an extremely deadly, an extremely uh, merciless killer of human beings. And that it is going to wipe out everyone uh, from the old to the young because they have weak immune systems and definitely anyone whose immune systems are already compromised. Um, personally speaking, I, I just I know in my heart of hearts that this is just been a huge and giant sham. Um, I, I cannot express to the viewership enough what this entire optical pandemic has done. Now, like we've said, what is a pandemic, right? A pandemic is uh, when this uh, sickness spreads throughout multiple contents, uh, con continents, excuse me, uh, contents. And, and of course, you know, uh, that certainly did prove to be the case with this, uh, this virus, COVID-19. Um, but what about the death toll? What about the sick? What about the true crisis that this pandemic has served? 